Hey everybody, welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans here with you alongside Jamison Olive, as always, right here on Territory Talk. The last time we spoke to you, it was the road trip kickoff edition. Now it's the closing out the road trip edition. And the common theme on the road trip of course, four games outside the time zone, a long road trip. The Panthers stopped off in Vail. Great trip. Why was it a great trip? Because the Panthers picked up wins in every game on this trip. We are recording this immediately following the Panthers' 5-1 drubbing of the St. Louis Blues. And it was a close game going into the Love third that word, period. By the way. Drubbing's a great I just word. wanted to use it. I thought this was an appropriate. I prefer play. that over like beat down. I like drubbing. Drubbing was because it was a close game going into the third, but Drub the Panthers ran away. They ran away with this one and got the two points and common themes. Jameson, the St. Louis game, they worked hard. Paul Maurice said after the morning skate before the St. Louis game, the hard work was really the biggest common theme over the course of this this road trip they beat another team that's in the playoff mix there haven't been any free passes on this eight game win streak that the panthers have building on a season long win win streak so they've won eight in a row special teams both ends of it very good goaltending both ends of it very good well, I shouldn't say both ends of goaltending. Although Anthony Stolarz <laughs> did take a I shot. Guess, yeah, at the, both, both, the net was both the guys. net was open. He took a shot. And yeah. Yes, both guys. I guess I should say they were, they both have been very good. Again, Anthony Stolarz took a, a shot at the open net. And one of these days, one of these days, because he's got the accuracy and the distance. One of these days, he's gonna he's gonna have a chance. At and one. he's got the, the the desire. Yes, he's got the eye of the tiger. He wants it. Some goalies don't want it and don't go for it. He wants it. He's going for it. Barky said post game after the win tonight against the blues that he's he's waiting for it the captain wants it everyone wants it so you know what eventually i think it will happen somebody's going to pass it to him and send oh, yeah. it up for him but uh the, the goal but, but one thing i'll say though is chucky at the time had two goals and the team yes. was more concerned with getting stoli a goalie goal so i love that about this team too just shows uh, shows the the way that uh, this team is really banded together but again the goaltending has been great the defense has continued to be tight again. Held the Blues to one goal in that one, which and I believe for the last five they've allowed one goal. Only the the Colorado game was yeah. an outlier, but the Panthers still like they have been. And found, like we said, the Colorado found a way game, to win that game. Those that was like a bad five minutes that the the, the Avalanche just erupted in. That yeah, Paul Maurice said he he wasn't crazy about the first couple shifts of the second yeah. period, but uh, and then the other thing over the eight game win streak, the Panthers have scored at least four in seven of the eight games. And the only one where they didn't was the the game where they scored three against Tampa the game after Christmas. They won that one. You know what else is interesting about the St. Louis game? Going into that one, my key stat, the Seat Geek key stat on the pregame show was that the Panthers and the Blues both had 17 wins this season when scoring the first goal in a game. Only the Canucks and Rangers have more wins this season when they score the first goal in a game. So what do you know? It was the team that didn't score first, the Panthers, that wound up getting the win in that matchup against the St. Louis Blues. Their 18th victory, or I should say their ninth victory when they allow the first goal in a game, which is a good stat too. Yep. When you've won nine games, when the other team is scoring the first goal, that shows that you play a consistent game. You're never out of it. I know I just threw a lot at you, Jameson, but things are good right now. 
for Panth for in Pantherland. <laughs> Episode Land. over. Yes, things, things are good. Things are good in Pantherland, and I'm not just talking about the merchandise store at the <laughs> arena. Although check that out on Thursday when you get out to the arena. But uh, things are good for the Panthers right now. No, they they really are, Doug. And I, I mean, they they've pretty much been good all season. Maybe the first two games there was some some head scratching, and you kind of wondered what things were going to look like. And then you know, as the season went on, you really kind of saw things fall into place. Um, everyone's been playing so well this season. Things are working so well defensively, a top, I believe, three defense in the league right now. Um, and that's this team's identity, defense. And it's all the guys, it's all the forwards, all the defensemen, the goaltending's been solid. Um, and that's, I love that because like I think I said on the, on the last episode is the brand of hockey they're playing right now, they can play this all the way to the end. They can replicate it. Yep. Yeah. There's nothing they got to change come playoff time. They're doing it right now. They talked about it last year. They figured it out late last year. This season, the difference is they're just starting with it. And I mean, Matthew Kachuk talked about it quite a bit um, this morning pregame before things got started. Because I asked him about it. Because I was talking to Paul, because Matthew's obviously been hot lately, and we'll get to the numbers. But kind of just the adjustments he made, and just he's getting rewarded now. But kind of how his game maybe changed a bit this year. And Paul said, you know, he he sacrificed. He he sacrificed to 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 play better defense this year because he knows guys look to him. He's one of the leaders on this team. If he's you know you know, giving up some of his offense to play better defense, to fit the system, to help this team get wins. Every guy's got to do it. And he's definitely been doing that. And now, obviously, the points are coming as well. We knew they would come. Um, the underlying numbers were great all year. But before we keep going, I want to play that sound from Chucky this morning. So that was a really good quote. Well, I think it's more, like, detailed. It starts with buy-in. Like, everybody here is bought in. Um, even guys that maybe aren't known so much for defense like we, we have to buy into it otherwise it's you know this is not going to work so um i think it starts with the buy-in and then it's details and we've really been hammering them all year and um i think we're defending well as like a five-man unit in front of our goalies obviously our goalies have been unreal but um we're trying to to limit as many chances as possible and that doesn't just rely on you know barky it doesn't rely on you know forzy and Eki. it's it's really a five-man unit and we're all really playing well together So you hear that from Chucky, and that's genuine. I mean, Ch Chucky cares about nothing but winning. Chucky just wants the cup. That's all he wants. Obviously, if he gets numbers and gets goals, they get a better chance of winning the cup. It's great. But he's such a team-first guy. As every guy in that room is. And I think that's what's special about this group is there's no individuals. This really is a team in the teamest sense of the word. Um, and you see that in sports sometimes. And um, I think that's really important, just the, the buy-in these guys have, the camaraderie they have. Um and it's not just the on ice, like the off ice matters. I mean, the, the veil trip matters. It, it, yep. That's not just a luxury vacation for pro athletes. They all got together. They all got to do stuff together. They all got to hang out together. They all got to to rest and relax together. Um, so to get that, especially at this point in the season where we've been on the road, what, Doug, like 22 days out of Paul like 29? Paul said it this morning, 22 out of 29 days, yeah. I believe. And that was the one of the first things I asked Paul about during the, the pregame interview that I had with him before the St. Louis game was how a trip like the stop off in Vail, how that can benefit a team that already is as tight knit as this Panthers group is. And you said it gives you a different, the word you use, different context to, to beat it around each other. Normally these guys are either at meals or on the plane or at the arena or they're recovering, resting up. It just gave everybody a, a different capacity, a different context to be around one another. And that adds up. That's important, especially midway through a season when this team has had the road grind that it has. I know maybe we don't look at it as as much of a grind because the Panthers are coming out of it with the record they've exactly. done. But 
this has been a grind on the road for this team, the way the schedules worked out. If the Panthers, if the Panthers didn't have a good record right now, we'd be looking at it saying, wow, well, you know, it was a grind of a schedule. They got through it. Now they're going to have to try and even things out on home ice, but they're coming out of it with a great record, putting a ton of pressure on the Boston Bruins in the Atlantic division and the Panthers have, it's going to be a scheduling luxury for the Panthers down the road here because they've only got two games left outside of the Eastern time zone. You know how many teams would love to be in that situation right now? Yeah, everything they're doing now doesn't get you in the playoffs, but it takes so much pressure off the second half of the season. You're not going to have that frantic push. That yeah, they had to, I mean, what, what, January last year, they were, what, nine points out? You know, they, they don't have that same stress, but I don't think they need it. I don't think that they need to be that team. After what they went through last year, they don't need to have that, we just made it, let's keep it going. Uh, everything they needed added to why everything they need attitude-wise and motivation-wise, they already have. Nothing about the regular season is going to change that. Um, and you kind of sense that from the guys. Every guy's kind of been playing for the playoffs, it feels like, this year already. But um, good news, breaking here, at least here at night, 11.01 p.m. St. Louis time. Um, Boston Bruins just lost in overtime to the Arizona Coyotes. Thanks, Yotes. So the Panthers now just two points behind the Bruins. Same amount of games played for the top spot in the Atlantic Division. Is it two? I know It in- is two. It was three. It was three. The Panthers won. Yep. And the Bruins got a point tonight. And they got a point, so it's two. Okay. Yes. In podcast math can be fuzzy at times. Yes, so the Panthers, they're right there. They're breathing down the Bruins' neck. Um, that's great to see. But to me, uh, you look at all the numbers, and there's tons of numbers, and I'm about to go through all the numbers. But since I have the standings up right now, I just want to point out the Panthers right now have 24 regulation wins. That's really impressive. By comparison, you look at a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs, 13. They, they love going overtime. They love going overtime. But... I'll point out right here, 24 regulation wins for the Panthers, third most in the NHL. The two teams ahead of them, Winnipeg 25, Vancouver 26. And that's really the only two teams the Panthers have struggled against I would against say those are the two teams that maybe have been the toughest matchup for the Panthers. So the Panthers, they're doing everything they need to do right now. You don't have to worry about those teams until potentially maybe a Stanley Cup final knock on wood if that's how that works out. But they're, they're shining so bright in the East. I think just right now, power ranking today, tonight, top team in the Eastern Conference, I think, just in terms of who's feeling the best right now. Obviously, you're on an eight-game winning streak. You're feeling pretty good. Third longest streak in franchise history, I believe, by the way. Making history. I remember the 12-gamer many, many They've years They've had ago. the 13, right? They've had the 12. Yep. 13, the President's Trophy year. So things are going great. Before I get to the numbers, though, I want to do a little bit more sound. So here's some post-game sound. Uh, let's first, we'll go to Anthony Stolarz, then Alexander Barkov, and then Paul Maurice. Just kind of talking about the win the state of the team, how things are going right now, the streak as a whole, all that good stuff. Post-game sound dump. Here it is. Uh, yeah, it's obviously huge. I mean, uh, the guys are playing uh, really hard in front of me and, uh, and Bobby right now and uh, just kind of making our job easy. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's obviously, obviously nice to, to be a part of something this special. And, you know, we, we've believed in ourselves the entire year. And uh, it's just kind of nice to see our hard work paying off right now. Everything. Uh, it's hard, hard building to play, hard team to play against. Uh, they play really well against us at home and beat us and got us pretty much like on the right track to, to play harder and play the right play the right way. And uh, it was good to get them back uh, there, here in, in their own building. Next level after this. Learning how to manage mentally an NHL season and be able to look differently in games. So the philosophy said won't change. The style of hockey you want to play doesn't change. But tonight we didn't have the legs. And it's not a matter of will or conditioning. We're a fit team. And we play hard. But because we play so hard, you're going to get a night like tonight where we didn't quite have it. 
and then we started doing really smart things with the puck after the first period, and, and uh, that was the difference in the game. It's a great deal from the guys um, and coach, and it, like like we said, just everyone's happy. And this is just you and I, you know, in the room, boots on the ground, on the bus with the guys, getting a feel for the vibe. Everyone's happy, but no one's patting themselves on the back like they've won something already. Maybe in the past, or if you're a team on the up, you might win eight games and say, look how hot we are. Man, we're, we're world beaters. Nothing's going to stop us. Team's not really taking it like that. They're just taking it as like, awesome, we're getting better. So in mentioning something that Matthew Kachuk has said multiple times, said it after morning skate in St. Louis, he said it... I think if I'm thinking going back to a morning skate maybe in Calgary when he did one of his longer media availabilities, and probably a couple other times too, but he will always mention specifically that this team is building towards something. They're trending. He talks about everything as, you know, this is a work in progress because getting back to the point you made in reference to something else he said, that this is a team that has has goals beyond the regular season. Yeah. And you can tell every time he speaks, he's referencing that this is this is a build towards something. This is all part of a progression towards something. Likes where it's all going, likes the way it all looks. But he talks about all of these wins, win streaks, big performances in the regular season, things like that. They're all ingredients that are adding up to building towards something bigger. 100%. So let's go to the numbers now. These are the numbers from the run, TM, trademark, the run. From the math department. From Jameson the eight-game winning streak. Yep. So let's first go to individuals. Obviously, a couple of hat tricks. Chucky got one tonight. Rhino got one in Colorado. But overall scoring, just for this eight-game winning streak, who do you think has the most points? In the eight-game winning streak, yes. specifically? On the team. Sam Reinhart? No. Guess again. Well, Barkov has something like 15 assists in the span. I think it's Matthew Kachuk. It's Matthew Kachuk. It's Matthew Kachuk. And I feel like the world's just going to start catching on to that now and that he has that hat trick. They're going to be like, oh, wait, Chucky's still doing Chucky things. I just talked about the post-game show. He's on this. So he's got 15 points in a six-game point streak, if memory serves. Yes, and he has 17 points in the eight-game winning streak, six goals, 11 assists, plus eight rating. Love to see that. Ten of those points at even strength. Seven on the power play. Most of them teeing up Sam Reinhart for one-timers. That that set play is just unstoppable right it's now. It's becoming uh, like the NHL's equivalent of the tush push. It's automatic. And they what, work it out front and, and that's what scoring. the Panthers have been missing on the power play. It's just a true number one option they feel really good about. It's reminding me, and you knew that over time, when power plays find their groove, first of all, when power plays find their groove and they just get rolling, momentum can be a big thing on power plays. Chemistry is obviously a big thing. And when you look at some of the biggest some of the best producing power plays that we've seen in recent years going back to, you know, what Tampa's done in recent years, Boston, when Bergeron was still there, they for have an example. identity and it's guys who've been together for a long time. And you're starting to see that here, that whole top unit, these guys have played together for three plus seasons. Yeah. Now, everybody on that top unit, it's starting to remind me of what the Tampa power play looked like at the point when they had, when it was still Kalorn as the puck retrieval guy when he was there. Mm-hmm. And of course you had Stamkos Kucherov. I'm not saying that it looks the same, but the level of execution, how, the level of execution, how dangerous it is yep. feels the same. 
I agree there wholeheartedly. Um, going down the list, tied for second, 14 points each, Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov. Carter with seven goals, seven assists. In the most bo- <laughs> in the most Barkov stat possible, all 14 of Barkov's points are assists. And you got to love that from the captain, the most generous man in the NHL. Um, and then complete opposite end of the spectrum, the Cy Young winner right now, Sam Reinhart, 12 points, 11 goals. And, of course, a well-deserved first star of the week on Monday, had five goals last week, led the NHL. Um, and then in terms of defensemen, yeah, Gustav Forsling holding it down, eight points in eight games, two goals, six assists. He's looked outstanding. And the thing about Gus is, it's going to take, I feel like, a little while longer, but it would not surprise me. If Gus just plays this way the rest of the season, he should be, like, fifth or sixth in Norris voting. I think he should be even higher. Well, what he does at if both you, ends if, of the ice. If you watch him for, like, ten games, you'll be like, that guy's just a, a freak. But if you just look at the numbers and maybe you don't watch the Panthers a ton, if you're just an average voter of that award, you're probably going to give him some love, but not the total love he deserves. So keep an eye on Gus for awards later in the season. But... I think the most impressive thing there is Kachuk, just because, the, you know, this, we've been waiting for this for a little bit. The underlying numbers have been so good. He's still been doing so much to help this team win. But for now, to him, kind of get that swagger, get that mojo, get the points and goals flowing, team just looks and feels a little bit different when he's doing that because he's just such a emotional, you know, energetic core of the team on the ice, off the ice, everything they do. So... A lot of big names there at the top, but everyone's chipping in. I'm, I, I, let me just go down the number leaderboard here real quick. Da, 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 da. 18 guys have at least a point during this streak. Team effort, gotta love that. And speaking of team, you can't have a team dug without your goaltenders. And you mentioned them before, both ends of the ice, you said. Yes. Both nets. They're covering it all. Um, just an elite tandem right now for the Florida Panthers. So during this eight-game run, Sergey Bobrovsky, 6-0-0. Of course, they're all undefeated. It's a winning streak. But 6-0-0. Let's get Bob to the All-Star game. I think he's second right now in voting for goaltenders. Top four goalies get in. So he kind of feels like a shoe in right now, but keep voting anyway. He certainly is having an All-Star We can't year. risk it. But 9.20 save percentage, 2.17 goals against average during his six games of this winning streak. Anthony Stolarz, though, he's got a piece of the pie, and it looks really good. 2-0, two wins, both his starts. In that time, 47 saves on 49 shots for a 9.59 save percentage. He went into the Blues game with a 9.18 on the year. Did, up he, to did he get it up to 9.20? Okay, he did. Uh, the, uh, so he got it over 9.20. His career save percentage going into the Blues game was 9.12, which is a really good number Yeah, for a guy who's behind a lot up, of bad teams. And he's coming up on 100 games in the league. That's a really good number. And like you said, playing uh, a lot of time on teams that weren't exactly playoff bound in Anaheim. And now this season, a 9.23 and... He's just been great. He's been outstanding. And talked with Paul Maurice about it before the St. Louis game. And it can be a tough role at times. You know, you go into the Blues. The Blues game was so January 9th, Panthers-Blues in St. Louis. Anthony's previous game was December 30th. We've been on the road a long time. So you're a total pro to be able to, to keep yourself fresh, to keep yourself in the zone, to have yourself ready when your number's going to be called he knows how to handle this he's done it for a long time it's the you know the the perks of having a uh you know a veteran backup who just knows how to manage the role and the position but Paul also talked about the fact that he just he comes to the rink every day ready to play and he's got a great attitude and he's just ready when his number's called it's been a real luxury for this team to have two guys they can turn to Jamison how many times in recent years have we looked around the league and you have a, a team that's rolling along, 
but they can't get a win out of the backup goalie. And they run the starter out there 55, 60, 65 games, whatever it is. And then it, it becomes is. a thing, too. And then it becomes an issue. Yeah. Because you start getting into a battle for playoff positioning or you get into a battle for a playoff spot and you know you can't run the starter out there every single night. And then you have the other guy that you throw out there and everybody's just crossing their fingers hoping for the best. Well, that's not the situation here for the Panthers. And there have been some teams across the league that have had problems with that in recent years. The Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights last season were examples of why you need to be able to go not just two, but three, four goalies deep if you want to survive the 82-game grind and then a deep playoff run. The Panthers are dealing from a position of strength right now as far as the goaltending position is concerned, and Sergei Bobrovsky and Anthony Stolarz have both been outstanding. Yep, both outstanding, both just great guys, fit in the room. The cult, yep. Like I said, culture guys, things are great, but... Now going to the team stats, and here. I think if we were doing, uh, I, I gotta say, I, if if we're we gotta get him on the if pod. we're playing, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get we gotta get stolen. We gotta ask. Him. I know he's he's the tallest Panther, so if we're if we're you know playing a pickup basketball game, maybe that's the guy. I don't know if he's played any basketball, but he's six six. This is why we gotta get him on. We gotta yeah. ask this. Can he dunk? <laughs> can, can he dunk? Legitimately, he's you six six. So. You would think so. He's a gotta, lot closer than you and I are. We gotta find out. But go to the team stats here, um, Panthers. During the eight-game winning streak, outscoring the opposition 36-15. to 15. Love to see that. Power play 32.4%. Penalty kill 92%, Doug. 92% on the PK. PK has been a top PK in the league for a month plus now. Power play has been clicking at over 25% for quite a while now as well. Possession numbers are outstanding. All these numbers are outstanding. Expected goals percentage, really, really good. They're just really good at everything right now. And I think that's the challenge now for them, and it's a good challenge, is just replicating it. You know, you're not going to play a full 60 every single night, but how close can you get? And I guess the other... And I think that's just every game for them for now on. And the other thing to be mindful of, and they've passed the test so far, because coming off a cup final appearance, you knew this was going to be the case going in, the Panthers aren't catching anybody off guard anymore. No. And teams are going to have the Panthers game circled on their schedule. They're going to they're gonna look at the Panthers matchup and say, hey, this is... We might feel good about our game right now, but... We're playing the Panthers on whatever day it is. This is where we're going to see where we stack up. They're going to get everyone's best every night. And maybe the rest of the way, that gets heightened up. Maybe just general intensity in regular season games gets heightened up just because teams are going to come into Amaranth Bank Arena or teams are going to be seeing the Panthers coming into their building with that date maybe circled, maybe a little bit bolder on the schedule, saying this is this is the game we have to have. If we're sputtering, this is the game where we can turn it all around. If we feel good about our game, this is where we have to see where we really stand. I think the Panthers are going to get everyone's A game every single night. Not that they don't anyways. I think the Panthers have been a, a, a team that teams have been geared up for all season long. But they're going to have to really be prepared for that, for that the rest of the way. I think everybody's going to have the Panthers circled. I have them circled. I, I do that. too. I'm going to be at all the games. I'm going to be there. Big fan. I will. I'm credentialed. Speaking of which, if you want to go to the game, Doug, if I'm a fan, how do I go to the games? Well, here's how you go to the game. As I always say, if you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends, you can call the friendly folks at 954-835-PUCK. That's the number if you pick up your phone, your mobile device, your cellular apparatus, your rotary phone, whatever it is that you use to make phone calls these days. The... Website is floridapanthers.com, so when you get done reading everything from Jamison Olive that's on there, you can go look at all the ticket information, the schedule, it's all there. SeatGeek.com, 
also a great place to check out. Seek Geek, your ticket to great seats. But the Panthers are kicking off a five-game homestand. At the time of this recording, we're recording this Tuesday night after the Blues game. I'm looking at the St. Louis Arch right behind you. It's right out the window. There it is, the Arch. Yep. Yep. This is not a visual medium, so saying there it is has little to no effect (laughs) to everybody tuned in here. But I'm looking at it. There it is. It's right behind me. It's yeah. out the window. Yep. It's it's just imagine an arch and then just make it big. The gateway. Yes. Just I like I I really like St. Louis. They have the one of my favorite restaurants is here. Sauce on the side. Calzones. I love the press box. The broadcast booth view. I love the Midwest. And uh, I love that the Panthers won this game. You're a Midwest guy. So that's where, that's where, uh, so I just, uh, and it's a great place when you, when you come out of it with two points, great place to visit. But so the Panthers kicking off a five game homestand Thursday, that's Thursday, the 11th big test coming off the road. Sometimes first game off a lengthy road trip can be uh, an even bigger test. And the Panthers are going to have one of the Western conferences, heavyweights coming in the LA Kings, a team that handed the Panthers a defeat back at crypto.com arena when the Panthers were in California back in November and they're coming off a loss to the lightning. So they're going to be nice and happy where they let a lead get away. Yeah. They're going to be thrilled. And the funnest part is Doug, this is, I believe two of the top three defensive teams in the league right now, roughly got to check the numbers after tonight's game, but I believe it's two of the top three defensive teams in the league. Strong as anybody down the middle. So, you know, it's going to be what, like a six, five game. That's you. Well, like I said, (laughs) coming into the, coming going into the blues game, I said, well, these are the two, two of the, four best teams in the league when they score the first goal in a game. So who won the team that didn't score the first goal in the game. So yeah, we're in line for a six, five, seven, six game coming up on, uh, on Thursday. We'll wait and see as long as the Panthers get the two points, we'll take it. So the Kings, the devils on Saturday at six, the ducks in the battle of the 93, 94 expansion Monday at one, a Monday matinee. So put that down in the calendar. And then a Wednesday night, the Panthers on the 17th home against Detroit, big Atlantic division game there, Detroit surging a little bit, uh, some wins lately for them. And then a week from Friday, the Panthers have the Minnesota wild star Wars night, Amaranth bank arena, uh, seven o'clock game a week from Friday. So that's what lies ahead. Five straight at home, six of the next seven at home. Finally, yeah. for the Panthers, and it's gonna that's we gonna miss, be a, we miss you all. That's gonna be a everyone. theme coming up, and and look at this: the the Panthers, the game against LA is game forty one of eighty two. So half the schedule is in the books after Thursday, and the Panthers have the one game road trip to Nashville later this month. That means that after the All Star break, the Panthers have one game outside the Eastern Time Zone left. That's that game against Wonderful. Dallas in March. So schedules lining up to be favorable for the Panthers. And I'm not saying favorable in terms of strength of schedule. It's the national hockey league. There aren't really easy nights at the office, especially this year. There, there are, there are more teams that believe they're in the mix this year than there have been the last couple of years. Uh, and far fewer teams that have resigned to, you know, looking ahead to the future. I, I think there are more teams in it this year than there have been the last few years. So it's going to be competitive the rest of the way. I'm saying favorable from a scheduling and travel perspective the rest of the way. The Panthers have the toughest of the road grind in the rear view. 100%. And Doug, speaking of things to look at moving forward, I did leave out my Jameson secret stat that I really enjoy but I feel like doesn't get enough love. Should you say it? It's a secret. I don't know. I just feel like we need to abbreviate that. I got to go back and fi- get get all the letters right. But this is the Jameson secret stat that he loves, but maybe everyone else doesn't appreciate enough, and that's why he's going to talk about it right now. That's all. That would be a long abbreviation. During the eight-game winning streak. 
That would be a really long abbreviation. <laughs> that, that would be such an abbreviation that it's not worth abbreviating. So, I'm not for, a big abbreviation. For the first time ever, Jameson's Secret Stat that not enough people appreciate, but he thinks they should appreciate. I'm not saying it the same From way the every win time. streak. From the win streak. I think I said it three different ways. Um, face-offs. Face-offs playing a big role, I think, here for the Florida Panthers right now. Let's not forget, face-offs, huge in particular at 5-on-5. Five five. Yes, that's great. But... Special teams, even bigger. You get a big face-off win on the PK, you maybe kill, especially get a clear afterwards, maybe kill 15, 20 seconds of the opposing power play. Other side of things, when you're on the power play and you win the face-off, you get more time in the zone. Mm -hmm. Panthers right now, really good in the face-off circle during this eight-game winning streak. Um, one of the top teams in the league, but individually, all four of their main centers right down the middle, over 50%. During this run right now, you got Sam Bennett at 51.6%, Anton Lundell at 53.9%, and then you get to the really big numbers. Kevin Stellan, 60.2%, and Alexander Barkov, of course, leading the way, 61.5%. Give him the Selkie Trophy right now. But And Barkov's taking those draws against the other team's top centers yes. most of the time. And so or Kevin, top defensive centers. And on the PK, it's usually Kevin Stenlin yep. doing it against the top power play guy. So, I mean, we talk about all the big signings the Panthers have had, and we'll save... This, I guess, for a future episode, we'll probably get Bill Zito on probably sometime around the trade deadline. But speaking of awards, Jim Gregory, Bill Zito's, I think, definitely a finalist again, and hopefully the league wises up and finally gives him the award because you look at the signings he did in the offseason. You look at OEL, you look at Kulikov, you look at Mikola, um, you look at Evan Rodriguez, you look at Stolars, who we had talked about, you go on and on and on. But They've all made impacts. Kevin Stenlin might be... I feel like I change this every couple weeks, but my sneaky signing that I love the most might be Kevin Stenlin. Great vibes, great dude, but what he's doing on the PK, you look at why the Panthers' PK is so good right now, and I think that duo of him and Lusty has a lot to do with it. They typically start the PK. They wear, you know, they usually face the top unit, and then, you know, you got Barky and Rhino coming out. They're a great duo as well, but they usually get the second unit. It's also why usually they can go and attack a bit more. It's why Sam Ryan has two shorthanded goals. So the guys that kind of take the biggest beating on the PK are Stenlin and Lusterinen. And Stenlin, you know, whether it's the kills, whether it's the clears, whether it's, you know, like I said, the face-off percentage for him on the PK, he just does a lot. And then he also just happens to have, what, eight goals now? Was that his eighth of the season tonight? Yes, yeah, second in as many games. Yep. Can't beat that. So power ranking my favorite offseason signings today. It's probably going to change tomorrow, but today, Kevin Stenlin. And he top. told us recently, after a practice at the War Memorial, that when he came in here, he he wanted to be one of the team's top face-off yeah. guys. That's that's an area of the game he takes a lot of pride in, and his, his percentage over the course of the season is at or slightly above 55% right yeah. now at the, at the conclusion of the game against the Blues. So that's a good place to be. And he's handling from playing with Etulo Osterinen to the minutes he chews up five on five on the penalty kill. A lot of the role he plays, it's a lot of the role Eric Stahl played last season. And he's come in and slotted right into that and done an outstanding job for this team. So I think we should, we should just end the episode there by saying we appreciate Kevin Stenland. Yeah, it's been great. Been great. Thanks, Danny. Um, every, like you said, every every signing's worked out, and uh, and the Panthers rolling along eight in a row. This is Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. The Arch here in St. Louis is right behind us, <laughs> and if you, if only you could see it, and if you can believe it, forty games are already behind us. I will say, in top, this twenty three twenty five overrated monuments, probably.
I love the thing. I think it's I cool. love it. I, I every time I come here, I take pictures of that. Like I say, though, you either look at it from the outside or if you go in it and go all the way to the top, there's nothing good to look at. Because the best thing in St. Louis is the thing you're inside and you can't see it. Yeah, we have very differing views of this city, I think, is what yeah. you're telling. I, I enjoy my time here. Um, I, I think it's just my my the Midwest. I just have such an affinity for I enjoy for the, the Midwest, but St. Louis is probably, once again, going back to power rankings, probably on the lower half of my rankings. Oh, well, you know what else we can see? I know this isn't a visual me. There's where the Rams used to play. See, the Rams, they left. Right there, they left. That's how they felt about St. Louis. They're, they played right over there. I know it's not a visual yeah. medium. <laughs> The Mississippi, there's the mighty Mississippi. The next 10 minutes is just I know pointing things out. I know it's not a visual medium, but there's the Mississippi River. There it is. You can take it all the way down. That's all we have for you here on Territory Talk today <laughs> or night or morning. We'll point out more things next episode. Yes. Next time we'll do a geographical tour of something else that uh, you can't just see. Just imagine. Yes. The imaginative sightseeing tour folks that's it for this edition of territory talk the official podcast of the panthers presented as always by baptist health the official sports medicine provider of the florida panthers that's it for this edition we gave you the road trip kickoff episode we give you the road trip closing episode and the panthers keep on winning we hope to see you out at amaranth bank arena very soon perhaps as soon as thursday when the panthers get home to take on the la kings at seven o'clock of course Eastern time. And then the Panthers will have the Devils on Saturday at 6 and the Ducks on Monday at 1 and the Red Wings on Wednesday the 17th at 7 and the Minnesota Wild on January 19th. Friday the 19th at 7. That's how the upcoming five-game homestand lines up. For Jamison Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you soon. This has been Territory Talk. Territory Talk.